Hello and welcome back to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. Joined by Seth and Jordan. So, we are watching the Hobbit series. We watched Hobbit Unexpected Journey last week. And we are watching Hobbit Desolation of Smaug with the dragon. Voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. So, Jordan, this your movie, second movie of the series. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I found much more interesting. I was more engaged with this movie. Um, it didn't have some of the tunnel issue, tunnel tonal issues I felt like the first movie had. Uh, definitely a lot of CGI. Um, we talked a lot about it in the first movie. This one definitely had probably more CGI. I would imagine in it. Those are my main thoughts. Seth? So, you know how sometimes you can watch a sequel to a movie and it's like, okay, I didn't like the first one, but like, you know, this is a separate story. I can give it a fair shot and I can try to watch. And uh, this one, unfortunately, since it's a continuation of the story, I had a hard time since I never really liked anyone from the first movie to actually get behind anyone in this movie either. So, I didn't really care for it too much. I thought this one was better than the first one, of course. I like Jake Cumberbatch as the voice. I like Luke Evans. I will watch that. I will watch him in anything. I love Luke Evans. That's so, true. this movie definitely scored points for Having those two actors uh, working in this movie. Uh, Jordan, uh, 100% agree with you. I felt like this did have more CGI, which was the one thing we talked about we hated about the last one, and somehow this one had more. I guess I never really realized that. Well, I didn't mind the CGI as much as you guys did. That seemed to affect you guys a lot more. I think the only reason I did not like it is because the original trilogy is more practical. So it's kind of like going in Star Wars, going from the original trilogy to the to the uh, prequel trilogy. Now, obviously, we appreciate the prequel trilogy, but it's kind of like that shift, if that makes sense. No, I get get what you mean with it. It's just for me, it just. I guess for me, I just saw it more as a different tool that they were using that time, and I was judging it off of that rather than... I wasn't trying to come in with this movie thinking it it as the Lord of the Rings again. Okay. I see it. Okay. I understand your mindset going into it. It's not everybody's mindset, but it's yours, and that's awesome. Speaking of things that are awesome, (laughs) let's talk about Benedict Cumberbatch. He's pretty awesome, right? So... I was just going through his filmography, and we've done, like, a lot of movies that he, like, pops up in. And so I don't think that we've said, like, our favorite Benedict Cumberbatch movies. So, I mean, I hate to say it, he's amazing as Doctor Strange. You know, I I guess saying, like, I don't know, it's pre-Avengers in the game, so I think that's safe to say. uh, Post- They've really been struggling on casting, but I liked him in that. Uh, Infinity War is obviously one of my top five favorite movies. 
1917 was just an hour and a half heart attack, but it was good. <laughs> it was a good hour and a half heart attack. Um, and then I really, I actually like Multiverse of Madness. I think we've talked about it a little bit, but I actually like that movie. Um, and of course he did, uh, you know, he was in Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, kind of boring, but had Gary Oldman, so it was awesome. I love Gary Oldman. We all love Gary Oldman. Um, and of course, The Imitation Game. That's the movie that I think he got the the most of his notoriety was when he came out and did that and it was nominated um, for a bunch of awards. Seth, go ahead. Cumberbatch? I don't know. I uh, always think of him as Sherlock. I know it's not a movie, but that's what I'm always going to equate him as forever and always, no matter what he does. He can be a uh, Sherlock wizard. He can be a Sherlock bad guy in Star Trek. He can be a Sherlock dragon. I don't care. He's just Sherlock. Uh, he's like the primary voice in my head for Sherlock Holmes. But uh, I actually didn't mind him as Khan in Star Trek. I know a lot of people hated it, especially Star Trek fans. But like, I'm not a loyalist in that sense. So I didn't mind him as Khan. It wasn't the greatest but I didn't mind his performance as it. I will say, I think the reason why, and I was slightly annoyed with it, and I don't blame him for it, is because J.J. Abrams flat out said, oh, he, he's not con. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. And then you start watching the movie, and you're like, dang it. He lied yeah. to us. He's con. And it's like, uh. Yeah, and that's fair. It's kind of like uh, when uh, all the people of WandaVision said there's this massive Luke Skywalker-level cameo at the end of WandaVision. And it's just Paul Bettany. <laughs> like, whitewashed. That's that's not a cameo. Whitewashed? Uh, well, I mean, he has, like, the pure white thing. Vision. Have you seen the end of WandaVision? Yeah, I was thinking it was the fact that they had her brother but it wasn't him it was the x-men one i always thought that's what the cameo was yeah. supposed to be i kind of tried to block that out of my mind because that made me <laughs> angry <laughs> uh, I, that, they, they they cumberbatch is good he, he's solid uh I, most of the time though i don't know he kind of has chris evans syndrome right now for me I'm not sure he's uh, – I think he's a better actor, but I'm not sure if he's done enough movies, big movies on his own outside of the MCU or you know, anything else to be called a true movie star, movie star. But I like him. Okay. Jordan? For me, uh, a lot of the same uh, statements that Seth said because my default for him is Sherlock in the miniseries, which also – Apparently those two do have a lot of movies together randomly in. This is one of them. Uh, also, they've, they're both in the MCU together. So, I, always, I find that interesting. Uh, but, I, I look into it, I'm like, I haven't... Like, he's a guy I like as a solid actor. But I'm not like, ooh, wow, Benedict Cumberbatch. But at the same time, when he's in it, I feel like, all right, he's going to do, he's going to do a good job. And that's how I feel with him. So, he does a good job as the voice of Smog the Dragon. 
Dragons are also really cool. We're going to talk about our favorite dragons in media. Seth, hit me with some of your favorite dragons in media. So, I got three movies, one TV show, and a short story, and one book, but the book may not count, in fairness. Uh, So, when it comes to dragons, or two books, actually. uh, When it comes to dragons, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not like a big purveyor of the dragon stories like they're not the things I go, oh, dragon, I'm watching. But I'm not anti-dragon either. So my movies are Reign of Fire with Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale. It ha- It's much better than it has any right to be. Uh, dragon Heart with David Thulis, I or Thulis, I'm not sure I say his last name. Uh, Professor Lupin from Harry Potter. Uh, I absolutely, and Sean Connery, of course. Loved that movie growing up. And then the new Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. While I do realize that the dragon is only a small part of that movie, it's one of my favorite sequences in that movie. I love that movie. And then the Witcher short story and TV episode that has the golden dragon in it. And then the two books is The Rage of Dragons, which is by Evan Winter. And everyone should read that book. It will make you want to get up and fight people. And then the Wheel of Time, if the Dragon Reborn counts. He's not really a dragon, though, so I'm not sure if that counts. They just call him the, dra- the dragon. So, There's an actual dragon in the dragon, the Rage of Dragons. That we counts. have a Reign of Fire reference. Um, if you're an avid podcast listener, God help you. But we have made some subtle nods to Reign of Fire's reference podcasting. I think I think we're gonna have to watch it. I think we're gonna have to watch it because all my friends, other friends, keep saying it did not age well, and I'm like, I don't care. There's dragons in Matthew McConaughey. So theaters, and I'm like, this is a movie I thought I would like, and I was disappointed with. That's how I remember getting coming out of the theaters with it. I've seen it once in theaters, and then once at home on DVD. I haven't seen it like since, and. I am afraid to go back because in my mind it's just cinema. It's pure cinema. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Shout out to the uh, Dragon Heart reference, though. Always appreciate that. It always felt like a made-for-TV movie. Um, but yeah, and yet it was still so heartwarming. Not to that's not a pun. That's not. A, it sounds like one. It's not. All right, Jordan. What are, what are some of your favorite dragons? We got to cut Seth's line after that point. <laughs> okay. So, in order to have a dragon, you need to train it. So, of course, I'm going to put How to Train Your Dragon. I think that's the clearly the best dragon movie out there. And that's what I am going to pick as the number one dragon movie. Uh, some, I do, do enjoy the original Dragonheart. I, I don't need to be bothered about the other movies. I've seen clips of them. I'm like, no, that's something I don't need to see. The first one was just a good, clean story. Uh, the other one I am going to remember, and it's from a video game, and I'm just going to say it is Dragon Age Origins. And the reason why, in particular, why I remember this the most is because the biggest fight that I had in that game was from a side mission where I had to uh, defeat a dragon. 
And I re- that that was even harder than the main boss of the game. And so that is going to be my third pick for Dragons I Remember in Media. I'm getting some nod here, so if you guys can't tell. <laughs> That's a good one. That's yeah, a good so, one. Uh, a whole lot of nodding going on for Jordan's list. It's it's like a like the, the meme where it's like guys will see this and say, Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> kind of set the night of Jordan's list. We're just like, Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> no I didn't notes. even think about video games. That was a good one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I got I got number one. Number one, the fucking ultimate dragon, fucking Shinron. What are we doing here? Shinron is the greatest dragon ever. Um, from Dragon Ball Z. You gotta get the seven Dragon Balls to get to him. Um, number two, I have Dragonite from Pokemon. Uh Dragonite is my favorite Pokemon of all time. So uh he's a, he looks like a giant you know, orange creamsicle aloof thing, but he's actually a badass. That that's actually my brother's favorite dragon or er, Pokemon too. So he, you're not alone on that thought there. Awesome, Dragonite is where it's at. Um, cool. Uh, another dragon in media. Definitely got to go with Ilya the Dragon Dragonov. He's a wrestler for NXT. He is the NXT champion right now. He is just insane he's this tiny german man who just jumps off the top rope and punches you in the face uh breaks his finger he's a great wrestler they call him the dragon for a reason because he hits hard as a dragon you won't be able to beat him cool so those are some of my favorite dragons in media love it um also honorable mention to toothless and how to train your dragon uh did, did you get cast as Mr. Fantastic or something? Oh, no. Why would happen? Because you you really stretched for the dragon with that yes. one there. A tiny German man was a <laughs> great dragon character in media? Yeah, hey, you stretched there. <laughs> I love the reference, Jordan. But his nickname I was the dragon. There. Yeah. Um... Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So we all have our favorite dragons. We all le- love each other's picks. They even love my Ilya the Dragon Dragon off pick. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, but yeah, so the main villain of this movie is Smaug. But he doesn't show up until like 40 minutes into 45 minutes into the movie, which no is a little Oh, it's probably it's like an hour and a half. It was the, uh, oh yeah, I forgot they go to the um, they go to the temple. I forgot. Um, yeah, that's a little before. Um, well, he pops up later. The first part of the movie, they're fighting the spiders. How do we feel about that scene? I just wanted to get everybody's barometer on the spider fighting scene. I mean, you, you're fighting spiders in the book. I really don't think how how do you pull that off? It's just like just so out of ordinary and from real life that I feel like I was fine with it. Uh, the only question I had when they were getting wrapped up is like, can you breathe in there? Or are you going to get suffocated? That was probably my big question. I think what I didn't, it just felt very like sudden. 
it just like the movie started open and then spiders. And I get how it goes and how they had to like chop it up for the book, but I don't think I would have necessarily started it with like this scene. They were already like thirty or forty-five minutes in the movie when the spiders come in. Oh yeah, well, because they all like, came like, from the orcs into the that house, and then they were talking to the changeling dude for a while, and then they had to get to the forest. They get lost in the forest, and then the spiders come in. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you were correct. Seth, thoughts? I remember that troll scene from the first movie where it felt like an anime side episode that didn't really do anything for anything. That's what it felt like. That's we need characters it. to do something, so let's That's put in something, show. yeah. Like, uh, most of this movie felt that way. But well, I mean, I, that's what happens yeah. when you carve up a three-page book into three movies. Um, really would have loved that two-movie offshoot that was originally planned. Um, really, I feel feel like this more should have been a, been the miniseries. Ironically enough, with <laughs> and in the movie, all the three the three movies almost feel like it's like eight episode uh, miniseries. From how I've been feeling everything coming up to the final movie that we have. If anyone else gets that vibe. I feel nope. like it should have been, but I think it should have been shorter. Like, if yeah. you did, like, a four-hour miniseries, like Lonesome Dove Link, I, uh, I, that would work. Yeah. I guess my thing was, I feel like this was a straight-up miniseries. They just were like, well, Lord of the Rings made a lot of movie uh, money in the movie theaters, so let's put it in the movie theater. I felt like if they would have started this as a miniseries and it would have went through as a miniseries, I felt like the editing and the continuation of from like scene to scene and movie to movie would have felt better. Like the transitions would have been much better because it would have been, you know, thought out logically. Um, But again, when we get to the city, the town, and then we get to meet my favorite, Luke Evans. And then he shows off the Black Arrow, which plays a pivotal part. He's trying to kill uh, Smog. And then he shows up, the dragon. What do we think about when they get in? Well, oh my gosh, sorry. I'm jumping all over the place. Um, shout out Orlando Bloom coming back. It's it. <laughs> Your face. Man. Look, I ain't read the books, so I might be completely wrong right now. But half of these people that are in this movie feels like a a member Barry's moment. Remember this guy? Remember this guy? Ooh, what about this guy? We got this guy in our movie. Come watch this movie. That's what it felt like. And then they got the weird love triangle-ish thing. I, You know, I don't know. I don't think that's so much the triangle as because I don't think he has any feelings toward Legolas. <laughs> yeah. It's just Legolas disappointing because he's been friend zoned. That's what it is. I think you're right. 
<laughs> I I think you're right. They brought back a guy from the original trilogy to get friend zoned, and I'm like, okay. I, so, I'm, yeah. Imagine saying that Orlando Bloom as Legolas in the year 2005 that he got friend zoned by Evangeline. Imagine saying that, then you're just like, that's impossible. Orlando Bloom is the hottest guy alive. No, just wait. Just wait. When they make the prequel series, he's going to get friends on hardcore. <laughs> uh, no, that's just a funny thing to think about uh, when it comes to him. But yeah, so one of my favorite scenes was definitely like in the lake town, even though I alluded to Seth, it kind of felt like a video game cutscene. Because uh, there's a lot of CGI, but I did like the frenetic pace of it when they were fighting like through the town. If to me it felt a little claustrophobic, which was good. It intensified the action on that was like pasted over green screen. Jordan, what do you think about the Lake Town like chase and fight? Uh, I <laughs> it's just Legolas doing what Legolas was doing is a big chunk of it. It's just like, hey, look, we've got elves. We're going to show out how great elves move. And that's sort of how my thought is about it. The dwarves the dwarves just somehow make things work while the elves are just like smooth, silky movements and very fast. <laughs> and I honestly think that it since it did feel like frenetic, that actually like helped it because like as we see with other scenes in there, when they like scale it back a little bit, like pull the camera back and it looks larger, it just feels off. Like because it's so CGI heavy. But like the close-up freneticness feels a little bit better. That's to me, that's my personal opinion. Seth, what did you think of the Lake Town chase and fight between Legolas and the orcs? I felt like they were trying to create a ride for a theme park. <laughs> they were going to use this scene as an excuse. Probably one of those standing ones where you go sit in the thing and they spray water on you and they move it while you're in the 4D experience and stuff. Uh, it, it felt like it was created solely for that purpose. Outside of that, I thought that the action was smooth for the most part. There's a few parts where it was very CGI heavy and it looks like Blade fighting vampires in Blade 2. Uh, I know it's a very, very random comment, but every time I think of CGI bodies bending in half at 90 degrees angles, I just think of that movie. Uh, and Toriel <laughs> did that at one point. And I, I thought overall that was, it was okay. I, uh, I, I struggle, like I said, I struggled in the beginning with my quick thoughts is that I don't really care about anyone in this movie. Like, I'm okay if they all died, and I'd be like, hey, cool. Uh, like, I'm halfway rooting for the dragon. But, so I have a hard time because there's no stakes for it for me. But, like, overall, objectively speaking, if you, like, liked the characters, this was probably going to be an enjoyable scene for you. And it ends with Luke Evans. I like Luke Evans. So, yeah, um, that, I mean, when we get to categories, that's going to be my favorite scene. Um, but, I mean, last bit, before we get into categories, uh, okay, so let's bring up the dragon in the room. What do we think of Smog in this movie and his interactions with everyone else? Jordan. For me, I like it because the dragon more was like, he could easily kill everyone, but he is just pretty much one he entertained, and it was more treating it, for the most part, like a cat playing with its food. 
And so I like that aspect of the fight. Yeah, and in the book, it goes off that way. But then, obviously, we see it in the movie, of course, when he gets like, oh, no, okay, wait a minute. I'm actually fucking Smaug. The dragon, let me go burn this shit down. Like, I'm done playing. Don't get it twisted. And so I like that as he's playing with him, then at the end, he gets pissed. And he's like, all right, yeah. enough play. Game over. So, Seth, what did you think? I didn't think he was bad. I thought, like, the, as far as, okay, so I've criticized the CGI, or maybe not so much in this pod, this episode, but I thought the CGI was really crap. Not crappy, that's too harsh. I thought there is too many <laughs> moments in the movie where I was like, is anything on this screen real? Like, even the people. Like, is anything real on this screen? feelings are real, Seth. <laughs> yeah. See, my, but as we've established, I didn't have any of those in this movie. So, like, there was, to me, there were scenes where I was like, there was, is there anything real on my screen right now? And it didn't look real at all. But that said, that out of the way, I thought that the CGI for the dragon was actually done really, really well. I, uh, I think Benedict Cumberbatch's voice was done well because it didn't really sound like him and if you didn't really know it was him you probably wouldn't have realized it uh off the bat anyway so you, you hear it every now and again um and so i thought that was done really well the the whole thing of him flying off and he's gonna go wreck some you know mess and all that you know i thought that was a cool little you know like oh you felt some stakes there like this guy was really dangerous and it kind of set that up uh Outside of that, we got Luke Evans. Yeah, got Luke Evans. <laughs> uh, one thing I will say though about CGI: don't ever CGI liquid. Liquid never looks good CGI, no matter how. Well, maybe the last. I haven't seen the the latest Avatar movie, but apparently that they actually did liquid justice since that movie. I, hey, I wasn't kidding when I said back in my prediction that's gonna that's gonna be the highest grossing movie like top three of all time. Um, th- it took that man forever to make that movie because he actually reinvented shit. He had to like in- <laughs> reinvent and invent things. Um, so no, like it's so crazy watching like that movie and comparing it to the liquid metal that we got in here that reminded me of Beowulf. Which we've already talked about, and that's already too much Beowulf talk. Um, cool. So we're gonna hop into categories now. So we're gonna look at best scene. I think I've already said mine, which is the um, Legolas fighting every single orc in existence in the Lake Town. Um, like I said, Legolas, Legolas is a fan favorite, so I enjoyed that. That was a fan service scene and. I ate it up. Seth, what was your favorite scene? All right, y'all are going to think I'm joking. I'm being an ass. I'm not. My favorite scene was actually the end. When he's flying off and you got Bilbo Baggins looking like, oh, crap, what will be done? Because that felt like the most genuine moment of the movie for me. Legitimately. Not being, not just saying, oh, it's the end credits. Sometimes I will make that joke. Not a joke. I liked that scene. It just felt like the most real. It it was very poignant. 
and it's that's actually how they end the chapter in the book too so it's just like oh i gotta keep reading um so when you're reading the book at that point i hope it's not late at night because it it <laughs> literally ends just like that so you're like i gotta flip so yorton what about you you know it's funny I, i'm going to say the same thing that Seth said about that scene it, to me i think that was the that was the scene where you felt like the most amount of stakes were involved in everything beforehand everything else just there were stakes but that was fine you felt like oh they're they're, they're going to somehow get out of it when you see the dragon take off and he's heading to the to lake town you're like, oh, now they've really screwed up and people are going to die. <laughs> and you hadn't really got that feeling yet in, in either of the movies. So that's why I'm going to say that was the best scene in the Probably we've seen so far. I, I'll, I'll, I'll state. Uh, it, it's almost like we put in nearly five hours of investment just to get to this one single point. What do we do? <laughs> uh, no, but that is our winner, where Smog is flying over Lake Town. Um, <laughs> he basically just like, said, fuck you, I'm a dragon, I'm going to show you what a dragon can do. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, this is like, no. Change his sweet. Watch this. Uh, cool. So, our MVP of the movie, um, I know he technically shouldn't be MVP. I think y'all know who I'm going to vote for. It's Luke Evans. Wait, I mean, I'm voting for the same person because, well, he's the only one that seems to remember to bring his charisma to the screen for this movie. He's Not the that the other people can't be. He just does. He's the smuggler, right? Yeah, Bart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that's actually going to be my pick because he put on a lot of heart in this movie, where he made you care for the town and his family and everything. And so, he's, he's the only one that showed up to actually do his job. Uh, <laughs> cool. So Luke Evans is our winner for MVP. Six man. Um, I'm well, actually going to. I want to go with Richard, but is he still too big in this movie? I don't even care. You can give it to whoever you I vote Whoever Jordan says, that's who I vote for. Who do you vote for, Jordan? I, I'm going to go with uh, the dragon, man. Even though it's named in the title, it's only in like the last quarter of this movie. It's... He's barely in the movie. I gotta give yeah. that one. We watched this movie Actually, for five yeah. hours. Comes he in, he, he's the one got your attention the whole time when he's on scene. When he when the movie's playing and he's on scene, he has your attention. So that's what I'm going to go with. This Walking whole movie series dragon. is how to kill a dragon, but we didn't even get to the dragon till the last like thirty minutes, forty minutes of the movie. Of the second movie. Not even the first movie. Cool. So we're gonna hop into the Frog and Tomatoes game. I'm gonna jump right over to this. So 
Um, our winner last week was Seth. Um, I think I forgot. Usually, Ray. What, what was the score last time? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think Ray may have won because I can't remember. Because I think someone said 55, which split my pick. I think I may have went too low. So I think I went 50, and it, it's like I forgot whatever the score was. But I think I think Jordan split my pick. 64. Yeah. I don't know, Ray or Jordan. Won. I don't think I won. I think I said 50. Well, Seth, what did this movie get on Rotten Tomatoes, and why? Uh, I, I'm gonna pick the pick I wanted to pick last week and say 55, and I have no freaking clue why this got anything. I have no idea. I, that's a pure dart on the board, just throwing it in the dark. My eyes closed. Jordan, I'm going to go with a 68 because I feel like this movie cleaned up a lot of the issues that I had with the first movie. While there's still definitely improvements that need to make with this movie, I felt like this overall was a better movie than the first one. Well, it was a better movie. I'm not sure if I agree with the score, though. It is a Ooh, 75. Wow. Okay. I'm fine 75. with 75. I gave this I an 85. Right. Ugh. I personally probably would not have gave this more than a 60. Eh, but that's my choice. Um, so, Jordan, you won the Rotten Tomatoes game. So, now we're recommending to a friend. Seth? Seth the it's the same recommendation, as, same recommendation as last time. I want the one person I don't like in this world to watch this movie. I, I want to waste their time. That sounds harsh, but I mean it. Jordan? Recommendation. <laughs> it's a tough one because I feel like most of the people have seen this movie and I'm the only one for somehow didn't end up seeing this movie. Uh, so my recommendation would be you know what? If you're just looking for a fantasy movie and a series, yes, go with it. If you're not, don't don't, don't go. That's going to be my I take on it. If if you're a completionist and you're trying to complete all of the Luke Evans movies, yes. <laughs> that is the most random completionist one there. <laughs> Not the Hobbit. Just skip Hobbit <laughs> one. Just go straight to two. Uh, I was going to say, I was surprised you didn't do Orlando Bloom. It's excited you were for Orlando Bloom. <laughs> no, it's the Luke Evans one. <laughs> <laughs> it's Luke Evans. Um jeez. Um okay, so that's my recommendation. I'm gonna say no for the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. Uh I'm gonna keep it a buck. This is definitely my last time watching the Hobbit trilogy. Um and I'm probably gonna read the book next year for the fourth year in a row. Um so I don't know. I just actually really like this book. Um Yorton, what about you? Blockbuster Hall of Fame or not? No. Uh, even though I feel like this was a better movie, I still ha don't feel like it hit that rewatchability where I get excited for it. We need a Barnes and Noble's Hall of Fame because <laughs> the book uh, is better. That's where this book is going for me. Barnes and Noble's Hall of Fame. 
So, um, we are next week watching the final of the series, which is The Hobbit and the Battle of the Five Armies. Yes. Which is like, what are these five armies? Like, where is this coming from now? Jordan, just get ready, my guy. Get ready. Mm. Um, but after that, Seth gets his pick. Of oh. A movie oh, it's not the five armies, like, them all coming together. Or it's the five different armies attacking. It's the five dwarven armies coming together. Right? Because I remember now them talking about... Okay. I'll shut up now. I try okay. not can to tell spoil everything. anything for you, Jordan. You can, you can spoil everything for me, Jordan. It's okay. I mean, you're, you're different, Seth. I was talking this about Jordan. True. Um, so, Seth will also have his pick for franchises next week. Uh, we'll go through three of his, and then we'll hop into whatever we pick Mine. our next... Mine have 10. What? I'm just kidding. Never mind. <laughs> Seth is off the podcast. Because that means we're watching Fast and the Furious and I don't want to. We're not doing, we're not doing that, I promise. We're, it'll still be less time spent on The Hobbit, but uh, I'm just kidding, actually. I'm, I'm kidding. I know it won't be. Uh, I'm going to do uh, Jared's least favorite thing ever, though. It's my hint. Um, Alrighty, so um, we'll see y'all next week for the finale of the Hobbit series. Um, as I say every week, please read this book. It's a good book. It's an easy read. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys later um, next week. <laughs>